Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, or how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or how I just keep things simple in our daily life, weeding out a lot of the clutter so that we can focus on the most important things. I truly believe that the remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. The more we seek after Him, the more we desire Him, the less we desire of this world, and we naturally simplify our lives. So thank you for joining me for this episode. Today, I wanted to talk about making a house into a home, and really the differences between a house and a home. And what that means is, you know, if you if you look at our society right now, we are a culture that is saturated, media saturated in homes and houses and how they should look. And um, face it, you know, we live in an HGTV world right now. Those shows are immensely popular with everybody, um, you know, making over a house and um, all those shows that show you how to decorate. And, you know, like I've said before, years ago, we did not have entire TV channels dedicated to decorating our homes and how they look, you know? Um, so we are really like a 24 uh, seven society that focuses on these things because they're always in front of us. And images do a lot. Pinterest, Instagram, TV, these images get in our minds of how our, our house should look. And they're really something that can change our whole attitude. And, you know, it's, it's sometimes, I mean, for us, we enjoy watching TV shows like on Hulu and Netflix. I've told you guys before at night, we always watch our show before bed. And we've done the whole HGTV thing and watch Joanna Gaines and all those shows. But we don't have um, regular TV where we're, you know, kind of having it on in the background all the time. We just watch Hulu or Netflix at night as a family. Um, and that's not to say sometimes the kids aren't watching during the day. But quite honestly, I don't even know how to use the TV without my kids. <laughs> but I remember when we had regular TV, you know, it would sort of be on in the background. And so if you have those kinds of images constantly bombarding you, and then you go on your Facebook or your Instagram or your Pinterest or whatever your social media thing is that you enjoy... There are always these images and it's constantly bombarding us. And then catalogs come in the mail, magazines, whatever it is about how our homes should look. And a lot of the focus is on decorating and making that perfect house. And of course, I think the atmosphere of our house is very important. And I also believe that, you know, we want it to look nice and make it our little haven and personalize it and all that Um, and have it feel you know, as a reflection of your family. And that's important, but we do not want to make the focus and go overboard on how it looks so that we're forgetting on what goes on in the walls inside of that home. Worse yet, are the walls in that inside of that home and the things that go on in that um, home, feeling all kinds of stress and anxiety because we're worried about how things look 
on the outside? So are you building a house today or are you building a home? That's what I wanted to talk about. Now, years ago, I definitely was, when we first got married, I was going down that slippery slope road of worrying about how our house looked like on the outside. And, um, you know, we, we got married young and had kids young and didn't have any money. So (laughs) number one, I didn't have the, um, opportunity to make our house, you know, look like the pottery barn catalog back then where there was no social media yet. So I was coveting pottery barn catalogs all the time. Um, going to home goods. I don't even know if home goods existed yet, but I think it did. Um, you know, or going to the stores and sort of coveting that way. And I remember a time came where I just would get those catalogs in the mail and throw them immediately into the trash. Because if I looked in them, it started to make me feel bad because my home was never going to look like Pottery Barn. Number one, we had a baby, you know, we were married, let's see, we were married in May. I was pregnant in July and had our baby in March. So, you know, there wasn't much time to have that pristine looking home. (laughs) Um, And like I said, we didn't have the money to make these, you know, um, replicas of what I was seeing in the catalogs. But I did want my house to be a home and I did want... um, our home to feel comfortable. And um, I'm, I'm having a podcast episode coming up in a few weeks, more towards the Thanksgiving time about hospitality versus entertaining. So that's going to be a whole nother subject. But you know, that kind of touches here too. Are we focused on how things look or are we focused on how people feel inside of our homes? So anyway, Early on, I realized that we didn't have the financials or, you know, really the time and energy to put into making our house a replica of what I was seeing in the catalogs. So um, my focus had to shift a little bit. And then, of course, being the simple girl at heart that I am, over the years, my focus has really shifted into realizing that. I could easily spend, you know, hours, days, weeks find, trying to find that perfect whatever it was for our house um, at the time because I saw it in a catalog somewhere and I wanted to have that same look in our house. And then that brings you from store to store looking for that perfect thing and then spending all that time, you know, trying to decorate and realizing that was not how I wanted to spend my time. I, that is not really where I wanted my mind to go, you know, all that focus on that thing because I I saw that. I saw that if we were having like a big party or, you know, company coming up, you know, um, that I would start to sort of focus on, I want my house to look a certain way and I want it to look perfect. And honestly, it's pride. Who was I trying to impress? You know, I wanted it to look however I thought at the time, you know, was trendy or whatever, I guess. So I realized very quickly that I did not want to spend my time, my energy, Um, And like I said, my mind focusing on just worrying about how things looked. You know, I like my house to look nice now, but it's more of like, oh, somebody gave me this and it's cute. I'm going to put it up. Or, oh, I happened to see something while I was in Target and that looks great in our house. But I don't spend hours and hours like trying to, you know, make something look a certain way. You know, things evolve in our house, but I cannot, you know, spend spend the amount of time on like decorating a room. It sort of just falls into place as time goes on. (laughs) And I really want to focus more on what goes on inside those four walls of that house that really then makes it 
a home. And in Matthew 23, 26, there is a verse that talks about the cup being clean on the outside and not on the inside. And this is with the Pharisees. And it says, first, wash the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will become clean too. And that is exactly what I would say about how I feel about our home. Like, you know, if we are working on what is going on inside that home, building relationships with each other, focusing on God, focusing on people rather than things, then the house is going to be beautiful on the outside, really, no matter how it's decorated. No matter if you have the perfect throw pillows from Home Goods, if you have the perfect coffee table that looks like the Pottery Barn one or whatever it is, you know, none of that stuff can be any more beautiful than what goes on inside that home. When people come to your house, I, I mean, for me, I want people to come over and leave saying, wow, I felt the love of Jesus in that house. I felt something different in that house because it was comfortable. It was loving. It was inviting. I saw Jesus. That is how I want people to leave my house. Not that they leave and they're like, wow, she has such a great you know, eye for furniture, <laughs> which I don't. <laughs> or she has, you know, whatever it is, the perfect bookshelf. Or I don't know, whatever, you know, people focus on. And often... I realized early on too, when I was, you know, trying to find the perfect decor, I didn't want, you know, I know that for me, when I would go to other people's houses that always seemed so perfect, I ended up coveting and that's a sin. That's breaking a commandment. And, you know, basically we live in a culture that is promoting sin through coveting because that is what HGTV and Pottery Barn magazines and Pinterest and Instagram do. I mean... As soon as I see those images when I'm scrolling through Instagram, because I love Instagram and I do go on Instagram, I have to just sometimes scroll on by and be like, you know, appreciate it for what it is, but don't internalize it and say, oh, why can't I have that? You know, why can't my homeschool room look like that? Or, you know, we don't have a homeschool room. Why can't my kitchen look like that? Because very quickly I have to recognize and, you know, take that thought captive and say, I'm going down the wrong road. I'm coveting. I can appreciate it for what it is and say, wow, they have a really beautiful kitchen. That's really cool. Or I can say, oh, I want my kitchen to look like that. And it's like a downward spiral. Then like the focus the next day becomes on, well, if I could just make it look something like that, if I could just get something that sort of looked like that picture. And then honestly, we are going down the wrong spiral. And are we wanting people to come to our house and covet? Do we want people to come to our house and be like, mm -hmm, look what I have. My house is, you know, so perfect. I mean, that's not a good attitude to have. And I would much prefer people to come to my house and leave not even remembering the decor and remembering any of that stuff, but remembering that they encountered Jesus. Oh my goodness, is that the most important thing when someone's in your house? That they encountered Jesus, that they saw love? That is the most important thing. You know, so there's a difference between a house and a home. Um, a house is a show, could be a showpiece. A house could, or actually, like I said before, a house should really be four walls that is a shelter for your family and where you live. But very quickly, we can, as our society, sort of encourage us, encourage us, oh, I can't say this, encourages us 
to do, we will turn that house into maybe a showpiece, maybe want people to sort of admire us a little bit in our decorating skills. And, um, you know, also we sort of think that if our house looks perfect, then that gives the illusion that people will think perfect people live inside that house. And we don't ever want to do that because, you know, it's really important to be authentic and real and honest and say, we're not perfect. And, you know, just because my house looks perfect does not mean the things that go on inside are perfect. But yet we do want to strive for those things inside to be better and relationships to grow and to work through hard things. And that's where I said what goes on inside those four walls is really important because a home can be messy physically and spiritually, right? A home can be, um, is not perfect. So a house may look perfect, but a home, what goes on inside sometimes gets messy physically. And like I said, spiritually relationships get messy, messy things go on inside of, of a house and inside of a home. And it's important to, um, like I said, focus on cleaning up those messes and letting God work through your family and ultimately growing the people that live inside that home rather than focusing on finding the perfect paint color. You know, I mean, honestly, if you've ever painted a room in your house, I ask you right now to evaluate how much time was spent on picking that paint color. For us, over the years, we have totally evolved. We like go to Lowe's and take a few and we're like, sure, this one looks good. But (laughs) I know most people don't do that. (laughs) You can agonize and stress and spend hours, days, weeks, I don't know, you know, with the swatches on the wall and painting little samples and running to Lowe's or whatever your store is, Home Depot, whatever it is, and back and there again and back. Honestly, how much time and energy and effort and how much of your mind is spent on overthinking these things? And over the years, I've really, you know, oh my goodness, one year, I have to tell you, we were redoing our bathroom in our old home. And we were renovating the entire thing, like Steve gutted it. And we ne- it needed to be updated. And especially looking down the line that we were probably going to move at some point, we knew that we needed to update it. And, you know, we weren't trying to go all in and make it like, you know, super duper over the top, but we wanted to at least update it and um, beautify it a bit <laughs> because it was bad. So we didn't have a big budget. And, you know, the Lord was so good because he provided so much in that renovation. I mean, who has this happen to them? We literally had a friend who was like, oh, I have all this tile left over from our bathroom when we redid it. You can have it. And for me, it was like a no-brainer, free tile. I don't care what it looks like. (laughs) And it was perfect. It was like a neutral, you know, it was fine. But I wasn't so invested in like the bathroom has to look a certain way. I can't possibly just take someone else's free tile. I was like free tile. Yes. And who has that happen to them? Right. And who has a friend from church who then offers to install the tile with your husband, you know, as a favor and spend, you know, hours doing that. So we were so blessed, but 
Um, I remember how overwhelmed, and this is a tiny bathroom. I'm not talking like a big master bathroom like you see on TV with all these, you know, bells and whistles. We're talking about the toilet, the tub, and the sink. (laughs) It wasn't a big bathroom. And um, I just remember how overwhelmed I felt in the store when Steve was like, okay, we have to pick out, you know, the sink and we have to pick out this and that. I'm like, huh? Like to stand on that aisle and just see all the options. Okay. And then times it by not just that store. Cause then people who are really into like renovating, they're going to search many stores until they find the perfect thing, or they're going to, you know, search on the internet or whatever it is. How much time can be wasted? It's a bathroom. I mean, really, let's think about what goes on in there. <laughs> Our culture has become so ingrained in like making us almost feel like you're making this major life decision over the bathroom. What goes on in the bathroom, people? (laughs) Years ago, I don't know that it was this much of a focus. I mean, tell me if you went to a third world country, they're happy just to have indoor plumbing and we are focusing on purchasing like the perfect toilet and the perfect sink. We wash our hands there, you know, but that's how our society is. It's like, it's like, that's what you're supposed to do. It's not a major life decision on what toilet to choose. It's not a major life decision on what sink to choose. Yet as I stood there in Home Depot, not Home Depot, it was Lowe's, almost ready to cry because there was too much stress. I don't know guess what? We moved out of that house. I don't even see that bathroom anymore. But it it's this thing that our society has done to us that makes us feel like it's a major life decision and the stress it causes. And like I said, for us, simple people who really, you know, understand that it's just a bathroom and it's not a major life decision, it still became stressful. So I can imagine people that are renovating a home, you know, like an entire house or an addition or whatever it is and have to make like huge decisions over like an entire kitchen. I mean, people like have marriage problems over this because you just are fighting, you're stressed and, and, you know, you can see that, um, what it causes on, you know, trying to decide on like the perfect, um, decor And when I look at that, it makes me sad because I realize we can quickly focus, like I said, on the outside and not on the inside. And sometimes that stress um, actually can be something that will um, just build up and cause more trouble that was there in the first place. So, you know, when you're looking at your house versus your home, are you looking at your house as, you know a showpiece, um, a place that you sort of want to show off or a place that you are focused. Like if it, all right, say you don't have enough money to make it look like an HGTV home and say you don't have the, you know, time and energy to put into renovating your home. Are you okay with that? Are you okay that you have an old fashioned bathroom? Hey, is it working? And is it functional? Can you live with the fact that it's, you know, maybe not the prettiest bathroom? If you're content with that because you realize that these are material things and, you know, um, it's just the outside of the cup and not the inside, if you're okay with that, then that's great. But if you're really discontent because all of your friends have the renovated, you know, HGTV looking kitchen, updated, modern, the newest trends, and you don't, 
and you can't right now, but your kitchen functions and your kitchen is the place where your family gathers around the table. And perhaps it's the place where you invite the neighbor over for coffee. And perhaps it's the place where you connect with people. Perhaps it's the place where you pray with people. Perhaps it's the place where you homeschool your children, or it's the place where you have heart to heart talks with your friends. See what I mean? That's beautiful. It doesn't matter if you have the, you know, fanciest stove or cabinets or whatever it is. It matters what goes on inside that kitchen. That's what makes it beautiful. Your family gathers around that table every night for dinners together. You don't have to sit there and be discontent because it doesn't look like a Pinterest kitchen. Look at the faces of those people gathered around the table. They're growing right before your eyes and they're going to be grown and out of your house someday. And the kitchen will still be there. And perhaps you can work on it when you have time later on. But I would work on building what goes on inside those four walls rather than focusing on putting things up. Like I said, some people, I mean, you might have a kitchen that doesn't function and needs to be fixed or a bathroom that doesn't function. I get that. That's what I'm, I mean, that's fine, obviously. But it's when we become discontent with what we have. And I think it really does have a lot to do, like I said, with our culture right now being so media saturated everywhere we go. Um, So if that's your problem, don't watch HGTV. Don't go on Pinterest. Don't let those catalogs come in the house. If they do, throw them out. And just focus on the people that live inside that home. Don't miss out on your family, on building your family, because you were too busy building a house. Don't focus on how things look. Focus on how you are building your family. And honestly, like I said, when people come over, they will see that more than they will see your house. And if those people come over and feel like, oh, well, your kitchen isn't up to date, well, then you don't want those friends anyway. <laughs> you know, um, you want to focus. This world is so crazy and life is so short. Life is so fleeting. How many tragedies are going on these days? Why? Why are we so focused on how things look? Why do we let it stress us out? Why do we let it cause us anxiety on how things look? We need to be focused on eternal matters. We need to be focused on people. We need to be focused on Jesus. I mean, like I said at the beginning of this episode, and I say all the time, when we focus on him, the more and more we desire, um, the less and less we desire of this world, the more we seek him, the less we care about the meaningless things of this world. The more we read our Bible, the more we get to know Jesus, things like having the perfect um, house, becomes less important. We become more content with what we have. We become more content with Jesus because he is enough. All that other stuff may be fun and may make you feel good, but it's extra. It doesn't need to suck our time and our energy and our thinking and our focus and our mind. Don't spend hours upon hours focused on washing that cup on the outside when the inside is filthy, right? If your family is in disarray, 
That's what needs to be focused on. Um, if your family is struggling, that's what needs to be focused on. And even if they're not, focus on building what's inside that home. And that is the most beautiful thing that people will see when they come inside your home. So I encourage you today, if you are realizing that, hmm, maybe I have been focused on the outside rather than on the inside, what steps can you take today to start to really let go of some of your expectations of your house? And how can you start turning it more into a home? Um, like I said, if you're struggling, t- turn off the TV. Don't allow those images to saturate your mind. Allow yourself to focus on your, your family. Spend time doing things with them, um, growing those relationships because those relationships are going to exist even after, um, they, your children have moved outside of your home and you want to make sure that you are building a great foundation with your kids before you are focused on how things look. Because basically I'll say it like this. If you have the perfect house and you have a beautiful, you know, picture perfect magazine style home or house, and you haven't worked on the foundation of your family inside that home, what are you really building? Just something that's going to um, perish one day because none of those things we can take with us into eternity. That house is not going with you into eternity, but the relationships that you build will last into eternity. So are we storing up our treasure on earth or are we storing up our treasure on heaven? I don't want to look back someday when my kids are grown and out of the house and regret and say, oh my goodness, here I am left with this beautiful house. My kids are gone and I didn't work on building my relationship with them. This is the time that I have with them. Our house is our shelter, our haven, our cozy place, but it is not a showpiece, right? I am building my family first before I am building my house. And I struggle in many of these areas. I'm not out here saying that I've got this all down pat. Yes, I definitely do feel like I am not really as focused on like decor and things like that. It's not a priority to me, but of course I struggle with the sin. Like I said earlier in um, coveting when I see things, um, pictures and I say, Oh, I wish I had that. Um, but I also know that I am immensely blessed to have our, our house and our little slice of hobby farm heaven, as I call it, because God has truly blessed us with this house. And I couldn't want another thing because, um, we feel that he really blessed us with this property. So to me, the house is the house and, you know, it's not perfect. It will never be perfect. And I'm good with that. I'm okay with that. Um, so do I struggle? Sure. Sometimes I look around and say, oh, I wish I had this, but I let it, it's a fleeting thing. I let those thoughts, I capture them and I quickly put them out of my mind and I try to focus on, okay, what do I really need to work on? I want people to come into this house and see Jesus more 
than any material thing. And I am going to talk about that on a future podcast episode. It's coming up in a few weeks as we get towards Thanksgiving about hospitality versus entertaining. And, you know, when we're entertaining, how we are really just sort of puffing ourselves up and saying, look what I can do. And I can make all the perfect recipes and have the perfect decor in my house. But how are people feeling when they come into your home? And so that we'll talk further more about that a little bit in a few weeks. So I'd encourage you to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any. I have a lot of good topics coming up in the next few weeks that I've prepared for you guys um, on all different things. Sometimes I talk about homeschooling, mostly talking about just, you know, the simple life and how um, we need more Jesus and less stuff in this world. I encourage you, share this podcast with your friends. If you're listening on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, rate the um, podcast, review the podcast, Share it with your friends. Help more people to see it out there. Also, I am announcing really soon the theme for our Simply Living for Him retreat in July. God gave me the theme and I'm so excited. I was sort of working with some themes um, over the past few months and none of them felt right. And I sort of just said, Lord, if there is something you want the focus of this retreat to be on, please reveal it to me. I'm just going to step back, stop planning, start praying. And he did it. He revealed it to me and I'm so excited about it. It is so perfect. It is, it is I just can't wait. It is just making me even more excited for our Simply Living for Him retreat. So please register because we have registrations coming in quicker this year than the previous years. And I want you to secure your spot. So go to simplylivingforhim.com slash retreats and re, um, secure your spot for the early bird rate because that actually will go up in a few months. So what else can I tell you? I guess that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Comment on the podcast, comment on the blog or on the Facebook page, wherever you have found um, the link to this blog and we can continue the conversation and let me know how are you doing or are you struggling with the house versus home and let's continue the conversation let's lift each other up and encourage each other and until the next time I wish you blessings and joy